Kate Wheeler in studio with Christine Bentley, and you're listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by The Hill Street Challenge. Think you have what it takes to go alcohol-free for 30 days? If so, your body will thank you. Visit hillstreetchallenge.com to learn why. Cheers to a better you. (laughs) Winter and camping. An oxymoron? Or the ultimate outdoor adventure. Picture this. You've just set up camp and have a warm fire roaring when white billows of snow begin to fall around you. There is nothing more Canadian than winter camping. But, of course, warmth, comfort, and safety should be top of mind before planning your next or your very first, or in my case, your never, (laughs) camping venture in cold temperatures. Uh, We'll be talking to Deanna DeVito. She's a rover scout who's going to tell us how we can take winter adventures to the next level with scouts. Canada's ultimate camping hacks. Sounds cold, but fun for lots of people, but not me. And, and not John, because I mentioned it this morning and he said, enjoy yourself. <laughs> was it? Well, getting outside is definitely a dependable way to feel better. And happiness expert Gillian Mandich is going to tell us how Mother Nature works as a natural mood booster. And on that note, we also have radio personality and influencer Taylor Kay, who's going to talk to us about wellness and weight loss and how we can take care of ourselves in the winter. Many women have unexpected, difficult, or even traumatic birthing experiences, yet too often mothers are left to resolve their feelings on their own. Jennifer Sommerfeld is a trauma-informed maternal mental health therapist with more than 17 years of experience in the field of maternal care, and she has just written a guidebook to help women make sense of their unexpected birthing experience. It's called Healing After Birth, Navigating Your Emotions After a Difficult Birth, and she's going to talk to us about that and I think it's a very timely you know and and, and somewhat amusing because yesterday I saw you know on Facebook you can get caught in those videos that just automatically mm-hmm. pop up so it was a video of a woman uh, husband they're in the car husband's driving to the hospital has a camera on the side so everything is you know you yeah. see her from profile she gives birth in the car you see 6 minutes of video. She's like, oh my God, we got to get to hospital. My water's broke. He said, do you want me to pull over? Do you want me to stop? And like two and a half, she screams massively. And then she's like, oh my God, the head's out. She pulls the baby out on the car seat, turns him over. She goes, we need suctioning. And the husband's saying, you know, it's okay. The baby's breathing. The baby's crying. It's breathing. It's fine. Like, let's go. And she's like, oh, it's a boy. And I mean, you see this in a six minute video. And then they arrive at the hospital and both doing well. It came from Australia. But I mean, that's an unexpected birthing experience. <laughs> that is unexpected, but but not necessarily traumatic. I think that I would consider that a miracle birth. When you think of people who spend like 36 hours in hard labor. Yeah, I think that would I be mean, great. It's like, yes. yeah, I mean, it was done over and done with in like less than, I think, four minutes from the time the water broke. And yeah. she was done. Done. And front seat of the car. And, and the stories that you would tell. Or the video you could would show. show. <laughs> and the stories you could tell for the rest of your life. I mean, it would be wonderful. But okay, anyway. so rounding out uh, our show, we have dermatologist Dr. Julia Carroll. She's going to help bust some acne myths versus facts and closing out the show. In our live studio sessions today, we have Canadian Caribbean artist Rufus John. Now, don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and check out our website. It's whatshesaidtalk.com. There are blogs and videos up there right now that you will definitely not want to miss. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Take the Hill Street Challenge and go alcohol-free for 30 days. Because when you go alcohol-free, good things happen to your body. Better sleep, greater focus, and maybe even... Wow, my bass playing has gotten awesome. Right, honey? Yeah, whatever. Take the Hill Street Challenge and play sexy all night long. Learn more at hillstreetchallenge.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. 
She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. There is nothing more Canadian than winter camping. But of course, warmth, comfort and safety should be top of mind before planning your next or, Christine, your first <laughs> camping adventure in cold temperatures. So joining us now is Deanna DeVito, and she is a Rover Scout and is here to tell us how we can take winter adventures to the next level with Scouts Canada's ultimate Camping Hacks. Welcome to the show, Deanna. Hi. Your first job is to convince Christine that winter camping is even a thing. (laughs) I mean, I did it for three years in Scouts. Um, I actually camped in a tarp shelter for those three years. So we built a shelter out of tarps, not even in a tent. Um, And I camped in that with a couple of the girls. And my mom has done it like at least five times, if not more. Christine's more the glamping type. I love glamping too. You have oh, to have both. Go. Yeah, a little, a little variety you? in life. Yeah, uh, lead yeah. to have both. You do. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, your husband is going to be listening to this interview. You have to convince him too, because yeah. he said to Kate, "Have fun." Yeah, his idea of camping is a three-star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in in, in scouts. Uh, young people are taught outdoor skills mm-hmm. um, to make winter camping both safe and fun. And uh, as I understand it, scouts are considered Canada's youngest outdoor experts. Winter camping is something that anyone can undertake. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start by telling us when and why you wanted to become a scout? So I actually have um, an interesting story. I started off in Girl Guides. So I started in Sparks and then I went to Brownies. And at the time, my older brother was in Cubs. Um, and my mom was a scouter at the time. or like helping out. And so they invited me to their year-end camp when I was at the end of grade two. And I was like, hmm, okay, I'll try it out. I was absolutely hooked. I mean, Girl Guides is great. Um, It just wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So the Cubs had the boys, which, of course, every eight-year-old girl is like, woo. I'm a fan, right? <laughs> um, it had the adventure, right? So I could go out, I was camping, right? And I really enjoyed that. And then also my best friend at the time was joining Cubs as well. So I was like, friendship, adventure, right? What more could I want? I'm done. I'm sold, right? Yeah. Okay, so you have a few tried and tested scout approved hacks to tell us about. Starting with checking the forecast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as winter weather can be unpredictable. Um, so... What's next? Well, I mean, so checking the forecast is really important. We looked at this past week, right? We've had Mm -hmm. negative 30, and Mm -hmm. today it's raining, Mm -hmm. right? We had, like, a snowstorm last night, a snowstorm this past weekend, Mm -hmm. right? So you really want to know what's in the forecast that you can plan ahead and pack accordingly. But let me just say that very often they're wrong. And so then you have to, what, pack for a few different scenarios? I mean, that's often what happens in the winter. Um, You also bring along with you like an emergency preparedness kit, right? So you have extra blankets, extra clothes, extra warm socks. And a lot of scouters I know um, when they're going camping with their youth will bring this along with them. So they'll have like 10 pairs of extra socks because you know that a youth is going to forget a pair of socks, right? And you want to make sure that the youth are having a good time, which means that they're staying warm. Right. Okay, so let's go through these. Okay, first of all, we get to the campsite and you've got Pack down a large area of snow before placing your tent on top. Yeah, so you're going to pack down the snow, you place the tent on top, and then you want to um, unpack your gear. That's always the first little bit. Get your bed all set up, right, especially in the daylight hours because you don't want to be getting your bed set up at night. So Mm -hmm. the first thing to remember is that the ground is cold, right? So if you put your sleeping bag right on the cold ground, you're going to be cold. Mm -hmm. So what we recommend is having a great sleeping mat. And when I was in Scouts, what we'd also recommend is adding a couple extra layers of blankets on top, right? And that keeps you a little bit off the ground so you're a little bit warmer. Um, And then another thing you can do is in your sleeping bag, right? So we always want the sleeping bags to make sure that they're definitely rated for um, winter temperatures. So like Mm -hmm. negative 10 or something. But then also you can pack in um, your next day's clothes. When you go to sleep, put the tomorrow's clothes in with you. Um, Also put your boots in with you if your boots are damp. Um, Throughout the day, you don't want them to freeze overnight. So you pack them in a plastic bag, put them inside the sleeping bag with you. And what this does is it actually takes away extra air. So to keep warm in the winter, to keep warm in a sleeping bag in general, we heat up the air around us and then the mm-hmm. sleeping bag kind of keeps it in, right? So if we have less air to heat up because clothes are taking it up or we have the boots, it's easier for us to get warmer faster at night and then stay warm throughout the night. So the so boots, I mean, you're saying uh, put your boots inside a plastic bag and mm-hmm. boot line and put them in your sleeping bag as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. There'll be no room for me. <laughs> no, I know that. You want to be nice and cozy, though, right? You don't. You're not. You're not getting one of those big sleeping bags for the winter camping. You always want to have and like a nice mummy sleeping bag, right? To keep right. everything nice and close. Because again, the less air you have to heat up, the warmer you are, and the faster you get warm. I just want to quickly run back to packing down the snow. How do I do that? 
with your boots. Stomp around. Stomp around. Snowshoes if you have snowshoes, right? Um, If the groups don't have snowshoes, it's just you get a lot of kids and you say, go pack it down, run around, have fun. Right. Oh, yeah. Because so that also, you could have bumps. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that would also. I mean, packing it down would also make it level, so that you, you would there be less risk of tearing the bottom of the tent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Too, right? um, what about using newspapers? Because they're a good insulator, and you could in- eventually turn around and use them for your fire if you were having a fire that night. I mean, yeah, that, between the layers of like, yeah, yeah, ground. that can definitely help. So, um, I would recommend it like inside the tent, probably between your like sleeping mat and then a blanket, mm-hmm. right? And then you can always use those the next day when you're having a fire, right? Um, but there's also other things you can do to start fires, right? Mm-hmm. I would recommend like at home beforehand making um, a little fire starter. So you can just look up how to make a fire starter online. Use like an egg carton, some candle wax, make your own fire starters, or grab some like cotton balls or dryer lint and rub that in a little bit of Vaseline, right? And that also helps to start fires. Really. Yes. Vaseline. I guess it is petroleum jelly, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. Um, so you can create your own fire starter and make sure you've got the matches. You say a metal container, not a plastic. Why? Mm-hmm. So plastic, when it gets um, really, really cold, it breaks, especially if you drop it. Oh, right. Okay. So you want to make sure that right. the matches are safe because they're the most kind of important source of starting that fire. So I always recommend putting it inside your jacket um, because then at least the metal container also stays close to you. Right. Because we all know when metal gets cold. Right. Fingers like to stick to it. Yeah. Everything likes to stick to it. Well, I didn't even know that it comes right down to batteries. And lithium, lithium as batteries. opposed to alkaline. Yeah, yeah. You definitely really need to um, be aware of things because when, when everything's cold, right, a lot can go wrong. And especially when it comes to batteries. And we rely so much on like our phones, GPSs, flashlights, mm-hmm. right? You have so much less like daylight hours, right? So you really need to have good flashlights and good batteries and bring extra batteries. And what about water bottles and liquids? Yeah, so good good job bringing that up, right? The water bottle is really most important, right? So, I mean, think about the winter. To stay warm, we're moving around, right? You want to make sure you have water, right? You're drinking it often, and you're reminding everyone else that you're with to drink often. Um, and then overnight, what happens to water? It freezes. freezes. It freezes, exactly. So what you want to do is you want to flip your water bottle over. So when you flip it upside down, um, water always freezes from the top down, right? So then the water at the bottom of the bottle, which is at the top when you flip it over, will freeze first. Um, so at the in the morning, you might have some water right next to the spout of your water bottle. Or even if you don't, if it's frozen all the way through, you can just open the top and give it a couple licks, right? And then you can still get some water as it thaws throughout the day. I see. Now, and also here's another sensible tip. Use wooden utensils instead of metal because we all know what happens, you know, if you kiss, yeah. kiss, kiss the car lock or something. <laughs> yeah, you don't quite want to do that. No. Um, definitely. So there's also wooden, um, even plastic utensils, right? So um, I know we talked about plastic when it gets cold, it breaks, but it's still a good idea for utensils. Oftentimes you'll keep your utensils kind of like away from things, not in an easily breakable spot. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If we had had temperatures like we had a few days ago, like with yeah. wind chill, like minus 40, yeah, yeah. what happens with the washroom deal? You just go really fast. <laughs> and then you warm back up. So now how do you, how do you, how do you cure <laughs> hypothermia on the bum? <laughs> so, I mean, oftentimes if you're going to the washroom and you're having a nice little you're mm. keeping it quick, right? Um, it shouldn't be too, too bad, and you'll warm up pretty quickly. I mean, and if you think about it, when you're dressing, you want to make sure you're wearing layers, right? So the kind of thing that we say is... Layers think- with trapdoors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trapdoors is helpful. Um, but think like an onion, right? So on your bottom half, have the long johns, the leggings, the sweatpants, the snow pants. On the top half, maybe putting mm. a sweater, a vest, right? Um, my mom's favorite saying when she was a scouter was that you can always be too warm and take layers off, but if you're too cold, you mm-hmm. can't just add extra layers. That's true. So... You've obviously taken such a lot from 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 this. Yeah. Why would you recommend someone join Scouts Canada? It's an absolutely amazing organization. There's um, you have a lot of fun. There's a lot of adventure, a lot of friendship, a lot of outdoor adventures that I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. Um, and I mean, I've met friends from across the country, and I know other people that have friends from across the world. Right. Scouting is really such a community. So when you're joining, you're not just joining your group. Right. You're joining an organization that um, is like advocating for youth leadership and outdoor adventure across the entire world. And we also run, um, there's so many opportunities for skill development, right? So we have leadership development, outdoor skill development, teamwork development, um, and just all those things that just make you um, a, sorry, make you better prepared. Yeah, Yeah, well-rounded and better prepared for success in today's world. So for any parents, grandparents listening, how young can people join? Oh, um, I believe it's five. 
Wow. Right. So from five in beavers, five to seven is beavers. Um, so wonderful time to get started. Right. Oftentimes they're not doing full weekends away, but they but, do the small outdoor adventures, mm-hmm. the hikes. And it's really about fostering those skills that they can bring with them as they grow into adulthood. That's amazing. And you can find more safety tips at scouts.ca to make sure you're prepared, Christine. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Scouts Canada is offering a $50 winter registration discount uh, there as well. So That's- Deanna DeVito, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. And we'll get Christine out there before you know it. Wonderful. John and you will be first. (laughs) Listen, we'll all go together. Oh, right. Safety in numbers. (laughs) What do we do, Kate, about the wine freezing? It doesn't. It has alcohol in it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Take the Hill Street Challenge and go alcohol-free for 30 days. Because when you go alcohol-free, good things happen to your body. Better sleep, less tired, greater focus. There is one downside, however. Oops. Higher furniture costs. Take the Hill Street Challenge and see what you can break. Learn more at HillStreetChallenge.com. Cheers to a better you. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Taylor Kay, who, as you all know, is a radio personality and an influencer, and she's here today to talk about wellness and weight loss. Kate, weight loss. (laughs) We need her to be here and how we can take care of ourselves in the winter. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I love it. Yeah, we're in the in the thick of winter we're now. In the, we're in the thick of winter, and I think um, people start to make New Year's resolutions weeks ago, but there was a study done that, um, it was a study out of the U.S. They said people should really make their New Year's resolutions starting in March, because we need about eight weeks, and March is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. We need some time to think about, like, do we want to lose weight? Do we want to just get healthy? Like, what's on our list? Because I think when we jump into it, we fail. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least I fail sometimes. Well, you know, I fail frequently. Yeah, I fail we, we all know that you're a busy mom, and taking of care of yourself when you have kids running around isn't always easy. No. But winter is a great time, I think, to focus on weight loss and wellness because we spend a lot of time inside anyways, and there aren't all those patios, you know, with the, <laughs> with, the, with the hot dogs and the hamburgers That's and right. the fries That's and, right. the, and, the, and the drinks with umbrellas in them. Oh, I love whatever. those drinks with umbrellas. Me too, me too, me too. So... So you know what? I, I, I recently, I just want to tell you guys this. I recently just started up with Weight Watchers. It's actually WW. It's Weight Watchers Reimagined. And it's great because Kate Hudson is an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And and they've just, they've reimagined the whole, uh, what Weight Watchers is. And it's- Kate- Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson, who needs to lose nothing. Well, right, because it's all about wellness, and it's wellness for everybody, and that's what I love about the messaging. and And they have their freestyle program with two hundred zero point foods. So chicken breast is on there, eggs uh, are on there, and that's chicken breast without skin. But they've got all these great foods, and I love the message about wellness and how people are taking care of themselves. So now it's wellness and weight loss as opposed to Weight Watchers? Is that right? It's, it's, it's WW. That's WW. Yeah, it's a WW. <laughs> and I love that it's wellness for everybody and they have these great connect groups on WW. So, you know, we I, we always connect. I know for us, we connect on Facebook yeah. for so mm-hmm. many things. And we see, I see so many of my friends sharing their weight loss pictures on there and people can be judgmental for sure on different social groups and oh. stuff like that. What I love about connect, everyone's there 
for so many different reasons. They're but they're part of the WW Connect group. So whether you're there for weight loss, whether you're there for wellness, everyone there is to they're there to support you. And I I literally a couple nights ago I was craving chocolate and I only had four points left for my day and I'm like. Anybody, anybody out there in Connect Group, I need four points. I need chocolate. And someone came up with this Pizzelli cookie, the Italian cookie with semi-sweet chocolates with marshmallows on it. Put it in the oven for like 30 seconds because you want to broil it like a s'more. And that was four points. I got my chocolate. There you go. There wow. You go, right? I think I may be the only Cheers. person that figured out what a Cadbury's cream egg was in points. Oh, and what <laughs> is it? Have you guys ever done WW? Yes, no, I have. I, I haven't, have, but I, I hear that it 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 is probably one of the most consistently good mm-hmm. enduring diets now they change the system a right. lot they, because points, it's yeah. so, well it used to be you know x number of these x number of these x number of these and then people got that complicated so then they, they they'll change the way you compute it right but i think their basic underlying system has not changed and is fabulous. And it's great. I love their freestyle program. So freestyle has proven to help people lose weight, sleep better, and feel happier. And members have lost 10% more weight on freestyle. So what's different about the freestyle? The freestyle, you know what? It's just it's just the way with the zero-point foods, the 200 zero-point foods. You're not counting as much, um, oh, and I'm loving the support. And it's just, it, for me, I just went, ah, oh, this program. And I lost 10 pounds on the freestyle program. In now, how long? In a month and a bit like you know I did have so my cheat days I'm not gonna fine. yeah gradually and it was two pounds uh, a week and then it, um, it was probably about five or six weeks and I like that it's gradually because p- some people that go on certain programs when you lose it fast for Comes wellness back that's just not as fast okay I I have questions but my first question is yeah. is there wine allowed there there is you wine count allowed. your points you count your points yeah and <laughs> okay. I save it so I had my daughter's birthday was she a couple saves weeks her ago points yeah. for wine you know and it's all about planning and that's what I want to talk about wellness too is journaling as yes, well yes I was going to ask you right. do you journal because I, I know people who do find right. it way more successful journaling and that helps me even with the WW program so I'm journaling I know I have stuff coming up on the weekend I'm going to save some of my points I'm going to save some stuff because I know, you know, not that I'm going on a bender or anything like that, but I'm a mom. I have three children. But sometimes, yes, I'm a mom and I have three children. I too need a glass of wine mm-hmm. some nights. So when I know I'm going out with my girlfriends, I'm, I'm like, okay, I will adjust my day. And, and it's, again, it's being mindful of what you're eating as well. Mm-hmm. So what and, about the accountability portion? Because I found that yes. having to go in and get weighed admittedly in front of a group of people, um, you know, actually made me accountable. So is that still a part of it? Yeah. So they have the WW Studios and the Wellness Workshop. So the studios are still available. I love that too because I have to face someone mm-hmm. and it's not my husband and I have to weigh in and I have to be accountable to say, yeah. And you sit in these great groups and they have if people are talking about recipes, yes, but they're also talking about other things. Like some people are, are lifers, which is great. They've met their goal for, for their weight loss and but feel healthy. But this is healthy. how they stay that way. They stay that way because you need that support and it, I, I love the coaching that's what mm-hmm. I love about it I, and I, we were talking earlier on I have a phys ed degree a kinesiology degree I love having coaches we had coaches and I find having that coaching program now some people don't want that you can just go online digitally on the app and if you can feel if you have a family member to be accountable for or you have the willpower to do that great I, they have the digital the I digital have nobody in my family that that because my husband just says babe if you don't you know, not happy, can't fit into your clothes. You look great. Buy bigger clothes. <laughs> so, I mean, I love that that's my husband's attitude, but it's but, not really yeah. helpful. I think what's uh, what what is really nice chatting with you is now the prioritizing of wellness. Now, right. Weight Watchers was always about wellness in, right. an, in, in terms of the fact that you know, it's a strain on our heart if we're overweight and we eat right. the wrong stuff. Diabetes, garbage, garbage, all that kind all of stuff. That yeah. Stuff. But now really prioritizing that, like bringing it up, weight loss and wellness. So things like sleeping. Well, sleeping and so many people, what's the first thing that people do when they come in from, you know, the night before and they come into work? First thing they complain about, either the weather or sleep. Oh, I had a crappy night's sleep. We are sleep. Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, WW did a global wellness study and 93% of Canadian adults prioritize health and wellness. That's for 
their goals for 2019. Mm-hmm. And it's it didn't say weight loss. It's, you know, health and wellness goals. And that's why we see all the hashtag clean eating, hashtag strong, not skinny, things like that. People are, you know, we look at the, the curvy movement that's going on right, right. now, right? That there's so many wonderful women that are healthy. Just, you know, I like my curves. I mm-hmm. like I like my, um, my, I'm hoping we're not filming that part. I, As she grabs her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like having my curves, right? Yeah, I know. And, and, and there's all the body shaming things. That, there's everything. Oh, BB Rexa, who is up yes. for a Grammy Award, yeah. was body shamed where designers did not want to put her in. in and she's a size 8 US, which is a 10 yes. in, in Canada. And I will tell you, I've gone to the Grammys and... Same thing happened to me. I wasn't BB Rex. I wasn't up for a Grammy, but I had asked designers who had supported me, Canadian local designers, and no one would dress me. I was a size 810, which again, same as BB Rexa. You've got, I'm healthy. I like to eat and I like to work out. But, uh, and then I found a great designer in Montreal who dressed Miranda Lambert and I got Mm -hmm. to wear Miranda Lambert, the country singer's dress. There you go. There we go. Well, yeah, and she's, 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 baby said, you know, like she's Christian Ciano's reached out to her, a couple of other people saying we've dressed you before, but maybe she wanted someone new, but a lot of people picked, uh, picked up on that. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. So what are some of the other stats that came out of this wellness study? Because, uh, uh, I guess one of them is that nobody ever feels like they have attained it. <laughs> that That's they, right. That they're healthy enough or well, in sem- the best possible shape. Well, 74% of Canadian adults feel that despite their best efforts, their mind and body are never as healthy as they yep. want. Fair enough. So, and, that, and that's fair. I mean, I've been there too, right? And and I like that's why I like the connect group where you can connect people yeah. and just say, I feel like that. And there you are. Nearly half of adults in Canada, 45%, say they can't go it alone. And having a partner is imperative to stay on track. That's the accountability portion. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't yeah. have a partner, they've got the connect group, and that's and, what I love about it. And I love this final stat, which is 76% of Canadians think that short-term diets that require extreme measures are not sustainable, which no. we all know, but we do them anyway. That's Yeah, people try it, and I'm going to say this works. I've done it for, for the last couple of years, and I love the accountability. I, I do the wellness workshops, and sometimes when I can't go in, I just do it digitally. You get that option, and that's, that's what I love about it. And what about... I, and you haven't done it, right? I have not you, done no. Weight Watchers, but I'd like to. So where can I go to learn more? So if, uh, we'll have the link. So it's WW now. So it's Weight Watchers Reimagined. It's just WW now. So it's just WW.ca. WW.ca. Yeah. That's you could easy. throw in some more W's in there, but you could go www.www.ca. <laughs> but just goodness. do www.ca and we'll have all the links for you. Okay, oh. Taylor Kay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Take the Hill Street Challenge and go alcohol-free for 30 days. Because when you go alcohol-free, good things happen to your body. Better sleep, greater focus, and maybe even... Wow, my bass playing has gotten awesome. Right, honey? Yeah, whatever. Take the Hill Street Challenge and play sexy all night long. Learn more at hillstreetchallenge.com. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, whether it's taking a walk to clear your head or stopping to smell the flowers in your backyard garden, getting outside is a dependable way to feel better. We're joined now by health and wellness expert Jillian Mandich, who's here to talk about the positive benefits of spending time 
in nature. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us how nature acts as a natural mood booster. You know, I always like to think of nature as vitamin N because, you know, we get so concerned about taking our vitamins because they're important for us to be healthy. And nature is really an essential component of our health and wellness. And so whether it be getting outside for a walk, going out into the forest, playing in your backyard or at a park, when we get into nature, not only does it have good physical benefits for our health, also mentally as well. So people will will say that they're more creative or they feel more relaxed, de-stressed, less anxiety from getting out into nature because it really is this thing that our bodies are designed to get outside and to move and to enjoy fresh air and to get out of the concrete jungle and the walls of day-to-day life. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't be saying this if there wasn't research to back this up. So I want to hear about the research. (laughs) So what's really cool, and yes, you know, I'm a PhD. I love research. And so I 100% can, can attest to the vast, vast quantity of research and everything from decreasing stress. And actually, what's really cool is nature is so profound in terms of its benefits that not only getting outside has huge benefits, if you're in a home or an office and you have a picture of nature on the wall, there's research that shows that even that can decrease your stress levels. Not as much as if you were to go outside. And it still has an effect. What about plants? What is beautiful? I always think of nature. Yeah. Having them in the house. Does that help? It does. It does. You know, I really encourage people to get some flowers on the counter because you walk by and you smile. Nobody looks at flowers on the counter and smiles or frowns or anything like that. So yes, creating an environment where you can have as much opportunity to have exposure to nature is only going to benefit you. Now, you believe in creating happiness no matter what environment Mm -hmm. you live in because you're actually a happiness expert. This is your your research, your PhD Mm -hmm. expert. So tell us how that came to be. So, you know, what I'm most interested in is finding ways to create the best quality of life possible. And so when we look in terms of happiness, it has a huge, huge, far-reaching effect on our health. So it can really boost all the things that we want in our life that are good and positive. And it also acts like a buffer to help mitigate a lot of the stressful or the detrimental stress, anxiety, depression, those things. And then the reason that nature comes into my work so often is because nature is highly correlated with happiness. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when we get into nature, we do see those boosts in mood, in physical health, in how we relate to other people, in our creativity, in how we show up and how we treat our kids, our partner, everything like that. It has that expansive relationship with so many facets of our life. So do you have some tips for us to how to boost happiness? I mean, you have this massive smile on your face all the time, and I feel happier already. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think that the one of the things that we can do, there are so many things in this world that we can't control. Right. One of them is, do we get outside every single day? Are we getting out into nature? And whether that be going for a walk outside Mm -hmm. or going out for a hike, we can all take five or ten minutes every day minimum to do that. And, you know, for example, the Great Trail is this beautiful trail that spans 22 more than 22,000 kilometers across all 13 provinces. Our good friend Valerie Pringle had a lot to do with that trail. Yeah, and what I love is it connects us as Canadians. It creates that sense of of connection between all of us. So we're not only getting that. The number one predictor of long-term health and happiness is social connection. So having people that we feel connected to. So you kind of get a double boost Mm -hmm. when you get out on the trail because you get that boost from nature. And then that, that... boost from knowing that through everything, you know, we really are all connected. Well, they say that loneliness mm-hmm. is for for no reason other than it is, is a killer. That people who are lonely, suffer from loneliness, die faster. Yeah. So do people feel more, if they don't have lots of people in their lives, connected to nature in a way that they don't feel so lonely? I love that you just asked this question because there is a difference between being alone and feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. So we can, for example, be out on the Great Trail, going for a walk by ourselves with no one around, and be alone and yet feel so connected, right? We we get that connection to nature because it's really a full sensory experience that you're getting the smells, the textures, the tastes from being in the forest. Hopefully you're not licking the trees. <laughs> and then that is very different than, you know, you can be around people and still feel alone. And so I know. You can be in a marriage and still feel lonely. That's exactly it. And that's why, you know, things like this Great Trail are so amazing 
to be able to do that. Yeah. So where can people go to learn more about everything that you're doing? Yeah, so um, my personal website is my name, JillianMandich.com. It's Jillian with a G. You can also check out the Great Trails website or Cliff Bar, who was a major sponsor of completing the Great Trail. They're so passionate about getting outside, getting adventurous. So you can actually find it directly from their website, too. This is why I have a dog. Yeah. They bring you I home. don't think your dog's doing 22,000 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I meant I get outside every yes. day. Yeah. And I do find it a good break between, because I work from home several days a week, that I break up the day by, mm-hmm. by going for a walk, you know, after lunch. And does it affect your mood? Um, yeah, cheers, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It gives you, it, you just think about something else because you're visually looking at flowers mm-hmm. or trees or whatever, or ice or... Yeah. Well, Jillian Maddich, thank yes. you for, uh, for joining us today and making us all happier. Thanks for having me. You're the first happiness expert I've ever met. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. Joining us now is Dr. Julia Carroll, one of Toronto's top cosmetic dermatologists, who is here to bust some acne myths and help answer the question, I'm not a teenager, (laughs) I wish, but I'm not, so why do I still have acne? Welcome, Dr. Carroll, how are you? Thank you, I'm great. This is such an important topic. It's devastating for so many women and men as well. Let's talk about some stats here. Who gets acne and how common is it for people in their adult life? Because we think it's a teen thing, but maybe not so much. No, I would say more than 50% of adults have acne. And if you actually look at Google statistics, it is the top Googled skin condition in the world and in Canada as well. So people are desperately searching at night for this. Okay, I'm in my 50s and I still get the occasional pimple. Is that considered acne or are you talking you know not the odd pimple so acne is just a a title but that includes you know pimples zits breakouts blackheads that's all under the category of acne so why am i still getting it at you know at 57 a lot of times it goes back to hormones okay so we have fluctuating hormones when we're in our teens which is where you see the more classic acne but particularly as women we have hormones that go up and down and it's not necessarily that there's a medical problem in in all cases but just these little fluctuations and you see little breakouts Mm. how uh do you tell acne apart from something like, let's say, rosacea? That's a great question because I have a lot of people that come in and they're treating themselves as if they have acne, which is making it worse because they actually have rosacea. So the real delineating thing is a blackhead. If you have blackheads, that's acne. If you don't, it might be rosacea. If you have more broken blood vessels on your face, that's leading us more towards rosacea. Um, but sometimes there can be a little bit of crossover there. But the blackhead really is the thing that, that tells me as a dermatologist that, no, we are dealing with acne. So let's go through some of the, the myths Great. versus facts. So acne will clear more quickly if you scrub your skin clean. True or false? I should ask you guys. <laughs> um, that's actually false. So I see a lot of that from teenagers up until, you know, to my adult uh, patients as well. They feel like it's a dirty thing, but it's not. Acne has inflammation in your skin. So if you're scrubbing, you're actually creating more inflammation and you're not helping the situation. Well, it's funny because I had oily skin as a teenager and thought that it was the oil because that's what mm, right. we were told. And it's part and, of it. And but. later on found out that by rubbing off the oil, then it was pushing my skin to make more oil. Absolutely. And that can happen. It's like washing your hair. If you wash your hair every too day, much. it's greasy by three o'clock. Yeah. And it also puts too much blame on on the uh, on the patient. So women come in and they're, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's not what they're doing wrong. It's, it's their body. And we can help with that. Okay. okay. Myth number two. Some acne treatments just don't work. For no. some people, they don't work. For some people, no. I can clear everybody's acne if we work together. Some people I can clear quickly. Some people it takes a while. But I can definitely get everybody clear. Che- uh, treating acne when you first get it can prevent it from getting serious. Absolutely. So when I see a scar on someone's face, that is a 911 emergency. And I want to get someone treated really quickly and be a little bit more aggressive. So that's a sign to me that we have to get on it quicker. Changing your pillowcases and sheets once a week can help improve acne. That's a great idea because a lot of bacteria is harbored in those sheets. So that just gets some of the bacteria off the face. Makeup. Don't wear it if you have acne. 
Okay, come on. If I have one pimple, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cover it, it up. Yes. Yeah. So you just have to find the right makeup. So look for oil-free, non-comedogenic, a little bit of trial and error. Um, but, you know, we need makeup to get through those breakout days. Okay. Once your acne is clear, you can stop treatment. No. A lot of times, you know, hopefully you'll grow out of it or hormones will change. But my patients always leave with a maintenance plan. No uh, promises of overnight success is hype because that doesn't work or does it? It doesn't work. There's no such thing as overnight. Now, I can do some little zit-zapping tricks in my office with lasers and injections, but to actually get someone better the next day, that's not going to happen. Blackheads are dirt trapped in your pores. No, it's oxidized sebum or oxidized oil on your face. Tanning helps clear up acne. No, no, no. No, So it might temporarily fix things and it hides a lot of scars, but it actually will lead to that inflammation, make things worse, and it can leave permanent marks behind on the face. Okay, squeezing or popping helps clear up zits. No, again, that drives that inflammation cycle. So it may feel good at the time and you might get a scab and it falls off, but you've caused more inflammation and potentially scars on your face. And acne is not really a big deal. That is so not true. I, know. I mean, you. Ha- I know because I had it as a teenager. It was a big deal. It's what led me to become a dermatologist. Really? Know? Yes. So where can people go to learn more and, and maybe seek out some help? So I think the Canadian Dermatology Association has some great information. So that's uh, dermatology.ca. Um, and then if you really are struggling, see your family doctor and possibly ask for a referral to a dermatologist because we're the skin experts and we can get you on the right path. And you're at uh, compassdermatology.ca. Perfect. Dr. Julia Carroll, thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you again very soon. Great. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Take the Hill Street Challenge and go alcohol-free for 30 days. Because when you go alcohol-free, good things happen to your body. Better sleep, less tired, greater focus. There is one downside, however. Oops. Higher furniture costs. Take the Hill Street Challenge and see what you can break. Learn more at hillstreetchallenge.com. Cheers to a better you. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Many women have unexpected, difficult, or even traumatic birthing experiences, yet too often mothers are left to resolve their feelings on their own. Joining us now is Jennifer Sommerfeld. She is a trauma-informed maternal mental health therapist with more than 17 years of experience in the field of maternal care. She's just written a guidebook to help women make sense of their unexpected birthing experience. She joins us now by phone uh, near Edmonton. Welcome, Jennifer. Hello. Thank you for having me on your show. Now, this is, I've never heard of a book like this, but tell us why you wanted to write this book. Oh, thank you for asking that question. You know, truly this book was uh, an act of inspiration, and I say it it wrote itself. In a way, it is my, you know, what's that term, Mr. Holland's opus, (laughs) you know that movie? Yeah. It's the accumulation of all of the years of passion and study that have come together, and I just was inspired to have to create this this book. So who should read it? So this book is definitely for the mom who had an unexpected, unplanned, uh, disappointing, challenging. They may or may not perceive their birth as having been traumatic. 
Um, but they're having a really hard time navigating their emotions in the postpartum, making sense out of what happened in their birth experience, or they've just slammed the door and they never want to look back. What about women who are expecting? Now, when I was expecting, I had twins. I read every book to the point where my obstetrician said, please do not read one more thing. You are, you know, your babies are not going to have this. There's nothing and, and in And that history. was before the internet. Uh, yes, and that was before. Before the internet. So, um, you know, a, a very enthusiastic pregnant woman, should she read this? I have mixed feelings about that. I have had people ask me this exact question, and my immediate instinct is proceed with caution. It's important to be aware of what uh, moms could be experiencing, and there's definitely some good um, parts in the book that's that focus on the postpartum period. But I do not want to cloud that mom's experience, especially Mm -hmm. if she's a first-time mom, with anything that might trigger more stress or fear. And so proceed with caution would be my answer. So now you're you're referring to the postpartum period. We hear Mm -hmm. a lot about Mm -hmm. postpartum depression. How Mm -hmm. is what you're talking about, more trauma, different Mm -hmm. from postpartum depression? Mm. So this would be an hour conversation. So I'm going to do my best <laughs> okay. in, in two minutes. <laughs> you know, a lot of the old paradigm around mental health has not included the neurobiology of trauma in not only the training, but also in the full scope, how we're looking at the full picture. And um, as you mentioned in the introduction, I I have been in the milieu of birth for uh, many, many years. And, you know, I started to look at how trauma and how an unresolved traumatic birth experience or unresolved grief associated with our birth experience, if that is ignored and not taken into consideration, then we're not looking at the whole picture and, and especially we're not looking at the implications that unresolved trauma has on our mental health, emotional health, relational health, physical health, and spiritual health of that whole family unit. And so it is a continuum. Is that because women, um, mothers, may may think that they did something wrong in the birthing experience? In my experience of working with moms and in my own personal experience, we often internalize our, our, our experience that we might, quote, label it as negative or challenging or hard or traumatic, uh, as if we were somehow responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one that shows up is my body failed me. And or later in the postpartum, it's, it's the fear of I'm a bad mom. And this really elicits that um, shame experience that can cloud everything and really destabilize us and definitely prevent us from uh, accessing the healing that needs to be accessed. Now, I would imagine, um, because I have talked to women who have had uh, one or more miscarriages, and they mm-hmm. struggle, uh, they, they continue to struggle with that, feeling that they mm-hmm. did something wrong in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Is this included at all? Because it's not exactly birthing, but... That's right. But it is part of what I would call the childbirth continuum. Okay. And, And so the continuum is, you know, from the very beginning when we are thinking about conceiving or, whoops, we found ourselves pregnant... Um, all the way through to that fourth trimester. And then, of course, onwards, because motherhood is, is a full, long, lifelong journey. Um, but that continuum along the way, things can arise that absolutely can trigger and dysregulate our system and activate a survival stress response. Um, so if a mom is coming into her pregnancy with a history of miscarriages that were not resolved, then Mm -hmm. she can carry that throughout that entire continuum. And that could make, it it may challenge the experience. Now in the, oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. I was going to say in the book that you've included some reflective exercises that that women can do Mm -hmm. at home to help feel better. And that's based on the content of the Healing After Both program, which you're the founder and creator of. So tell us a little bit, bit about that. 
The book truly is a guidebook. And the idea is that sometimes it's really hard for us, especially in the postpartum, to reach out for the support and care that we need. It's hard enough for us to just get out of our house. And so the idea was I took this program that I had created and I put it into this book content and I added the reflective exercises that I have used over the past two years with different groups to help begin and inspire and encourage and cultivate hope and inspiration that healing can happen. So the mom can start the journey in her home and then when she feels ready, she can reach out further for the next stage of her healing journey. Hmm. Um. Well, this is this is quite something. What about? Uh, I, I'm just going to touch on this very briefly. Do you do you have uh, do you deal at all with women, let's say, who may have had an abortion uh, at a young age and then have issues with birthing, where again it mm. might have been unresolved and they don't know it? Because I think a lot of the time people don't know that they have something, mm. some nut in there that they never dealt with. Oh yeah. Well, thank you for highlighting um, such a sensitive topic. And, you know, I speak about how our historical experiences, and, and I use the term historical trauma, but we don't always identify challenges that we've faced, adversities that we have faced in our past as having been traumatic, right? So, um, but that historical information is absolutely carried on through our experience of, of birth and um, childbearing and motherhood. It's not separate, right? Of course, we cannot separate ourselves from our past to our present, right? Yeah. It's all one big mm-hmm. continuum. And um, I look at birth as, you know, in this continuum as a time for initiation. And it's an incredibly vulnerable time as women giving birth. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most vulnerable times of our lives. And we are asked to do something that is almost unimaginable. Mm -hmm. And many of us are asked to do this um, unimaginable event in circumstances and situations that generate an enormous amount of stress and can trigger um, historical trauma. And if we're not prepared to show up in the most supportive ways possible to recognize these signs and symptoms and then support it in that immediate postpartum so we can discharge that traumatic material, we can move that emotional information um, then we're kind of left stranded. Absolutely. And well, then we internalize it all as if I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing it all wrong because our brain biases to the negative, and we think it's just me. But we're luckily, isolated. we <laughs> now, Jen, Jen, <laughs> luckily we have you. Yeah, really. Now the book is called yeah. "Healing After Birth: Navigating Your Emotions After a Difficult Birth." Jennifer Sommerfeld is the author. Jennifer, how do people get this book? Yeah, so it's available on Amazon. That's the easiest way to get it, especially if you have Prime, free shipping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) And uh, you can also um, find out about all of the things that I'm doing on my website, either jennifersummerfeld.com or jfcoaching.co, whichever one's easier to remember. Well, thank you very much uh, for doing what you do, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on your show. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Take the Hill Street Challenge and go alcohol-free for 30 days. Because when you go alcohol-free, good things happen to your body. Better sleep, greater focus, and maybe even... Wow, my bass playing has gotten awesome. Right, honey? Yeah, whatever. Take the Hill Street Challenge and play sexy all night long. Learn more at hillstreetchallenge.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
are listening to is Things That I Said, the new single by none other than Rufus John, who joins us now in studio. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me. Now, the song is on your upcoming album called Gone But Not Forgotten. So tell us about that. The song itself? Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, I would consider... Um, this song written about my first true love Aww. and, and I at the time did not know what love was. And I just felt that whatever I was feeling, she was taking me away from my friends because I wanted to be with her as opposed to being with them. And it was just a lot going on at the time. And, um, I broke this young lady's heart and, um, years later, I never had a chance to really say, I'm sorry. And, um, I figured now is the best time to do Never that exactly so this was my apology to her does she, does she know, know? Yeah. i definitely called her and i was like listen <laughs> this song's coming out and those kitchener's a very small town so right. people are going to make the connections yeah. so just so you're aware this is coming out and she loved the song and has you- she forgiven you Yes, I think. <laughs> you think? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> You're going to say yes. Yes. Well, when somebody writes a song for you, serious. Right. And you know what? She really appreciated the fact that the remix has a female rapper on it named Phoenix. And Phoenix, I wanted her to give me a female's perspective of 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 what you go through. Because many of females go through, you know, a broken heart and mm-hmm. not getting that apology that is well-deserved. Okay, so you also recently put out a seven-episode docu-series. Yeah. Uh, which chronicles the writing and production yes. process behind the album. Yes. So did you like making the docu-series more it or the album more? <laughs> a combination of both. Um, in my community, um, I work with a lot of teens and youth. Um, mm-hmm. And through that process, I wanted them to see what my journey is like mm-hmm. trying to juggle all this because all they see is the end product. They hear the record and they see the videos, but they don't really know mm-hmm. what my process is going through that. And it's not as easy as they sometimes think. So right. it, it was great that I could document it and then present it not only to them, but hopefully up and coming artists that are looking to figure out how do I juggle yeah, all this stuff, good. right? We're so um, this is my journey. <laughs> so you started. Uh, oh well, we. D- I don't think we have time no, to chat right, with you we, anymore. No, we we want to hear you sing. Oh. Absolutely, that <laughs> is it for what she said this weekend. We will be back next Saturday and Sunday right here on one hundred five nine The Region. Yeah. But singing us out now. Here is Rufus John, accompanied by Dean Aviolotis on keyboards, and they are performing "Better by You." So, a few years back on May nineteenth, my entire life changed. My daughter was brought into this world. And um, like everything in my life, I got to document that. I got to write, th- write about it. Better by you was born. Listen. Never felt this kind of love before. It's unpredictable and unconditional. I thank him every day. I'm so grateful. The bond that we share, it's so magical. I pray I can always be there for you. Go to the ends of the world for you. I vow to be the one that provides for you. Laid on the line if it meant the best for you. It's crazy when you smile. It makes my day. It's so amazing. Even when you press my nerves and got me feeling angry. Ain't nothing in this world I change, so please believe me. How I feel about you, I can't deny. Whenever you want me or you need me, just call me. I'll be there with open arms, cause I hear you and I see you, and forever you'll be my baby girl. You make me feel stronger, and I wanna do better. Ain't gonna front, I'ma keep it real The day we met Jelly Bean, I was scared Thought I knew what I was getting into Little did I know, and that's the truth Gonna have to take this day by day I'll lose my way, find it, and make mistakes I wrote this song here for me to say You're my heart, you're my joy, you're my everything It's crazy when you smile, it makes my day It's so amazing Even when you press my nerves and got me feeling angry Ain't nothing in this world I change So please believe me How I feel about you I can't deny 
whenever you want me, need me, just call me. I'll be there with open arms, cause I hear you and I see you, and forever you'll be my baby girl. Uh, you make me feel stronger, and I wanna do better. You're the best thing I've done. You're the only one who sees me for me and loves me unconditionally. I can always do better, so I need to be wiser. I know I can be stronger, be a rock when you need it. I got you. Oh, yeah. Cause I hear you and I see you, and forever you'll be my baby girl. Forever you'll be my baby girl. Make me feel stronger, and I wanna do better by you. Just call me, I'll be there Cause I hear I see you Make me feel stronger Listen, whenever you want me or you need me Just call me, I'll be there with open arms Cause I hear you and I see you And forever you'll be mine Baby girl, you make me feel stronger, and I want to do better by you. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.